college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach, Nathaniel Hackett has been under some serious fire, dude. You you had an article about it today. I thought it was an interesting read, though, with guys like Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur going to bat in defense of Nathaniel Hackett, trying to kind of, I think, maybe calm some nerves. Do you think it did any good? you think Broncos fans have calm down a little bit over the weirdness of the first two weeks? No, I don't think Broncos country cares what Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan has to say about uh, Nathaniel Hackett based on what they saw, but uh, they probably should. If you don't take it from us or anyone else in the Broncos fear, how about uh, Hackett's former boss, Matt LaFleur? And I love what he said, and it's kind of coach speak, but it's it applies to the current situation. Quote, he'll figure it out, no doubt about it. This is LaFleur talking. So everyone needs to stop hitting that panic button down there. And that's a valid point. But I also countered that in the article by saying the panic button will stop being hit when the self-destruct button isn't simultaneously pressed. And until Hackett stops shooting himself in the foot and defeating himself and the Broncos are their own worst enemies, you're going to see criticism. Some of it deserved. Some of it is just piling on at this point, like the Guardian hit piece and uh, the ringer hit piece. It's just because it's the cool thing to do right now, but you can't ignore the follies of Hackett's first two games. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I was having problems with my mute button here. Sam Bam. Appreciate you, brother. He says, good evening. I'm both excited and nervous about the game Sunday night, though. I think the Broncos will come out much more prepared and polished and will get the win from your lips to the ears of the football. God, Sam, Appreciate you, buddy. Um, I'll settle for having a punt returner back there. Let's let's start small, baby steps. Yeah. By the way, are we going to see you at the meet and greet, bro? I hope so. That's Sunday. It's this Sunday. It's going to be a gas. We'll get more into that here in just a minute, but I want to come back to this real quick. Um, don't worry, Sam. We're going to talk a lot about the Niners matchup tonight. So we're just getting we're just scratching the surface. Zach, we talked about this on the radio show, but. Um, This comment from Shanahan where he said, quote, I mean, I remember my first game. I went for it four times, and they were ones I should not have gone for, and I've never done that before. That's when I realized you can't think like coordinators. Those are all experiences you go more through for the first time. But he's done this for a while, Hackett, and you guys have a good coach there and a very good offensive play caller. 
So closing that quote, Zach, what do you suppose he means by Shanahan saying, as a head coach, you can't think like a coordinator? Pretty much you can't think like Vic thought as the Broncos head coach or even VJ before him. When you hire a coordinator, um, it's a big transition going from just that one responsibility, so in Hackett's case, the offense, to managing the entire team, managing the play clock, managing situational um, factors, managing the defense, the special teams, your assistants, it's analytics, the people upstairs, the people next to you. It's a lot of different things going on, and there's a major transition to it. Uh, and Hackett's learning, it's not easy. It's not easy going from an OC where you have one specialty to leading a whole team, but there are going to be growing pains. And as Matt LaFleur said, uh, everyone needs to calm down. And as Kyle Shanahan said, I went through him too. You know, he's regarded as one of the best coaches in the NFL and for good reason, but even he struggled in the beginning and he uh, explained what he did wrong and he, in recalling his first experiences and tying him to Nathaniel Hackett's. It's going to be okay. He'll learn from it. The Duchess, it's great to see you checking in. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. She says, only three days before the meetup, I hope we can put a cherry on top by winning. Go Broncos. It would be going against MHH meet and greet tradition if the Broncos lose this, Michaela. So let's keep that in mind. We want to keep a positive mojo going for these events, unlike, say, when our great friend Nick Kendall attends anything like even adjacent to a Broncos game. If Nick Kendall is in the same area code as the Broncos within, say, like a 30-day window of when they're going to play, calamities will befall the team. Like, that's just that's the way it is. Nick knows we love him. But check this out, dude. Everybody, all right, we want to see you on Sunday. We know a lot of you. Many of you have checked in with a kind of RSVP of sorts, letting us know you're going to be there. But here's how you find us, all right? Sunday, we're going to be there about three o'clock is when we expect to start greeting people and saying hi and having been all set up and whatnot. It is an evening game. So we'll be there as soon as the tailgate opens up lot D. And if you walk out the South end of the building, you got the South stands, you got uh, the spot where all the players drive up and walk in and all that, that, that spits you straight South. We're just Southwest in the, in the tailgate. All right. Lot D easy to find. All right. Just look for the big blue, Mile High Huddle Tent, state of being, hashtag state of being. Hard to miss us if you're looking for us, especially if you know it's Lot D. Andrew can't make it this year, uh, but it's all good, bro. He says, I'm putting in vibes for a blowout like last year. That's right. The last meet and greet, it was a, a Broncos win and handily. So just come hang out with us, guys. And if you are ever in doubt of how to find us, these uh, a tweet with this flyer is going to be pinned on the at mile high huddle verified twitter account so easy to find us we want to see as many of you as possible come say hi snap a pic hang out talk broncos it'll be a gas zach dude what do you think the mhh tradition of winning these meet and greets how are you feeling about you know we can maybe spoil the uh, our picks for the mile high roundtable tomorrow publishes tomorrow as per tradition and tell people our prediction for sunday I'm feeling like it'll be a uh, pretty close game one way or the other. I'll save my official prediction for the uh, mailbag, but um, it's going to be a hard-fought defensive game, I feel like, and the better offense, whoever makes the play in the fourth quarter, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson, uh, I think they'll get the W. You know, we all want the Broncos to win. I think they have a good chance of winning, but regardless, this should be a game that Nathaniel Hackett cleans up his mistakes and the Broncos look a lot more uniform. That's my hope anyway. Knock on wood. That's what I'm hoping as well. Um, 
We'll see. I, I think the Broncos are, you know, it's so weird. Brandon, appreciate you, buddy. He says, uh, enjoy y'all's podcast. Go Broncos uh, from North Carolina. Very cool. Broncos country as proven here by this very comment from Brandon is not a geographic location. It is a state of being baby GLP. Looking forward to meeting you, my friend. It's going to be really fun. We'll see you on Sunday. Uh, yep. Lot D. Just remember that Gary, easy to find us. And it's a big blue tent, big blue tent with the mile high huddle logos and all that. So should be pretty easy to find us. Um, but Zach, you know, this is one of those games where it's like, Hey, if I had, if confidence in the coach, having the competency to like manage simple game situation, just game management. If that wasn't an issue in the back of my football brain subconscious, I would pick the Broncos to win this game easily. Like I would say Broncos by, you know, four points, which is a pretty hand, you know, that's, that's a handy, that's a game in hand, well in hand. All right. But because we don't know yet, I mean, Hackett told us coming out of week one, now I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Nothing to worry about first game jitters, process stuff. We'll get it figured out. And not only was it not figured out in game two, Zach, it was arguably worse. Like it was arguably worse to the point where, as everyone knows, the meme Broncos fans counting down the clock. So I feel my point here, what I'm getting at as I ramble a little bit is I feel good about Denver's outlook in this. If the coaches don't torpedo this for the players, I feel like these players can win this game and will win this game. So I am going to go out on a limb and pick the Broncos to win this game. But I'm not going to be shocked in any way, shape, or form if they find a way to lose it. I don't I don't mind if the Broncos win in spite of Nathaniel Hackett. I just don't want them to lose because of him, if, if that makes sense. But have you seen the Broncos injury list? My God, it's like literally the entire team is on there. And there's some full practices and guys who will play, but it just goes to show you how beat the hell up the Broncos are. And it's only not even week three yet. I mean, we're not even to Sunday and everyone's on there. Um, yeah, I, I regardless, the the talent on both sides of the field is there. The Broncos, by DVOA, have a top 10 defense. By yards per game on offense, they have a top 10 offense. If they just convert in the red zone and get out of their own damn way, yeah. they can win Sunday. And I believe they will Sun. They will win Sunday under those circumstances. Lots more to get to. Uh, things I want to piggyback off what Zach just said. But first, we got to say what's up and thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast, and that is my bookie, you've got some killer matchups this weekend, including Broncos Niners. And, you know, when you look across the NFL at the quarterbacks, it's a show of, you know, the, the old guard versus the young guns. But nothing makes the matchups more exciting than having a little skin in the game at my bookie. My bookie has super contests, survivor pools, and a double deposit bonus that gives you everything you need to secure the bag. Yeah, getting started today is simple, guys. Sign up today and use promo code Wilson22 and you'll double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code Wilson22 to double your deposit up to a thousand bucks with my bookie. This is not your grandfather's bookie. This is my bookie. So put your money where your mouth is and get rewarded for it. Begin your winning season today exclusively at my bookie. This is not Tony Soprano or Polly Walnuts bookie. All right. This is my bookie, baby. Just remember that that code wilson 22 ren 99 <laughs> what's up buddy sorry i've been on a both zach and i are huge soprano nerds and i've been on a re-binge of sopranos lately i can hardly get anything done trying to prepare for the meet and greet get all the ducks in a row and i'm just like glued to my phone watching sopranos for what must be on getting that just right temperature 
or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. I don't know. The tenth time since the nineties. I don't something like that. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Ren ninety nine. Good to see you, buddy. Appreciate the super. He says, "What's good, guys? Been a while that it has." But Ren, you keep coming back. You've been with us for a long time. We know you're always gonna come back. So it's great to see you. He says, "I'm optimistic that we can turn things around on Sunday night. We need to run the ball more, especially in the red zone." Hashtag Let's ride Denver Broncos for life, man. Go Broncos. I love it. We talked a lot about that today as well, Zach, on the radio show, 98.1 FM in Denver, Mile High Sports Radio. Get that run game going and specifically quit abandoning it in the red zone. You know what's part of the reason why I'm actually so encouraged about the Broncos offense and the Broncos prospects this year, because they're simple corrections. They're simple fixes they need to make. It's don't fumble near the goal line. Don't run an option play with Andrew Beck on third and inches. Hand the ball off to Javante when you get inside the five or Melvin Gordon for that matter. I do not care, but they have a league high 17 passing attempts in the red zone and they have literally zero to show for it. So if Hackett, if he watched the film, which, you know, obviously he did the one glaring takeaway about his play calling, he's fine between the twenties. But when he gets to 15, 10, 5, he has to just what what was the expression? Dance with who got him there. It was a perfect way to That's put right. that, Chad. Javante picked out the corset and he got the car and he gassed it up and he picked you up and he paid for your meal and he showed you a good time. Now reward him for it. Please. <laughs> at least let him cut a rug. You know, at least invite him into the dance after he's done all those things for you, Zach. Or elsewhere. Invite him in elsewhere, <laughs> but we'll keep it PG. Uh Marcus. From across the pond, sending his regards, saying, hey, guys, respect to you both. Right back at you, buddy. And all of Broncos fans from the U.K., I think this is a hard game, says Marcus, for the guys on Sunday. It is. And this is a step up in order of magnitude and levels of competition. So it's going to be interesting to see if Denver's focus and intensity is commensurate with that. Are they going to play up as they have played down to the competition thus far? Plum Bob with the super. Thank you, buddy. Says, let's perform under the bright lights and get this dub. Yeah, let's. What, how, how's it? I don't know. I, I'm not good at Jameis Winston impression. <laughs> I'll get you some crab legs and you'll pull off a good Jameis impression. Just don't steal them, Chad. And I'm sorry, Broncos fan 99 corrected me here. It's actually 18 pass attempts in the red zone and they have still zero to show it for it. So it's even more reason why when you get near the goal line, 33 is your answer, not number three. Add another digit, 33. That's the way to go. Appreciate yeah. you, Bronco fan. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, don't forget Code Wilson on the my bookie, y'all. Um, okay. So as uh, 
yeah, here's Savage Boy Kev on Twitch saying, good news is Miners, Sertan, DJ Jones, and Josie Jewell practiced. Appreciate you being with us on Twitch, Savage Boy Kev. How are you feeling about the injury state can, of this can team? We, can we please pull up the injury report, please? Yeah, I'll pull Just it up. to I'll pull it give up. people the laundry list of information that's on there. It's pretty much the entire team. You know, uh, this person picked up an elbow. This person picked up a hamstring. It just seems like everyone has a malady right now. Fortunately, not all are severe and not all will keep uh, certain individuals out. It seems like KJ Hamler is going to play and Jerry Judy will not. So you give it and you take it away. Randy Gregory, it seems like he's going to play. Josie Jewell, he's going to play. That's really good news against that Niners um, offense and the rushing attack. And on the other side, Quinn Miners, if he plays great, I mean, he's better than Graham Glasgow, but he's coming off a hammy, probably won't be 100%, and he's facing just a catastrophically scary defensive line led by Nick Bosa and right next to him at right tackle is either Cameron Fleming who is Cameron Fleming or Billy Turner making his first start and coming off months of inactivity that's the one thing that terrifies me Chad injuries are not health or not about this game it's the Broncos O-line versus the Niners defensive line here indeed here is the snapshot of the Wednesday and Thursday practice reports so I can't really blow it up any bigger than that, so I'm going to read through some of this. Jerry Judy did not participate either day. Um, going through the key names here, um, K.J. Hamler was limited both days. That's, I guess, somewhat encouraging. Josie Jewell, limited and limited, but he's participating. This is good. Uh, Draymond Jones with a neck was limited. He'll play. Don't worry about Draymond. Same with DJ. Uh, Quinn Miners, coming off that hammy, did not participate Wednesday, practiced on uh, today. Uh, let's see, Mike Purcell with an elbow, didn't practice yesterday. I don't know what these dashes are supposed to mean. Broncos PR could make, oh, let's see, team. They weren't uh, listed on Wednesday. Team did not practice a report is an estimation. I don't know. Uh, Pat Sertan, DNP on Wednesday, limited Thursday. Billy Turner, full, and then limited. What's that about, dude? He goes and has a full practice Wednesday, and then, oh, like, uh, maybe – Another setback? I don't know. Randy Gregory, DNP, full on Thursday. Dalton Reisner popping up with an elbow, full though today. I mean, look at this laundry list, Zach. Meanwhile, Niners, Eric Armstead. Right. Uh, There's like seven people there compared Kittle. to 20. Well, Armstead, Kittle, and Trent Williams are all names to that matter greatly to the Niners, and they're all on this report. But, yeah, this that's the state of things right now, man. I think Kittle's going to play based on what I heard. And um, KJ Hamler revealed he's actually battling a groin injury that he picked up after week one. That's why he didn't play last week. But uh, supposedly he feels good. He's ready to go on Sunday. And the Broncos are going to need him because after Cortland Sutton with Jerry Judy out, man, it's uh, it's a steep drop to Montreal, Washington, Tyree, Cleveland, and your favorite, Kendall Hinton. Yeah, Kendall almost Hinton. He reminds me at times of... Justin, Justin Simmons. Simmons back in the day. Simmons now has become a closer more, more often than not the last two or three years. But that tells you how long Zach and I have been doing this to where Justin Simmons, I used to have a nickname for him, which is almost because he was always almost close to the interception. I think almost it started there. when he almost tackled Sam Darnold on that long <laughs> no, touchdown. It was, right? it was before that, but <laughs> touche. Marcus, why are we? Uh, why are we suffering all these injuries so soon in the season? Are we going to be plagued again like last season? Um, it's Who's ever read the book known as The Secret, which is a, a, a t- tells you about the philosophy. It's kind of new-agey 
it's called the law of attraction. The law of attraction is basically this. All right. The Cliff Notes version is that anything positive you want or anything you want. All right. You got to put those positive vibes into the universe. So I want that parking spot. I want, you know, a better job. I want my kids to stay healthy, whatever it might be. All right. If you think those positive thoughts and you put it out into the universe, the feedback you will get back from the universe will be what you want. Conversely, if it's negative approach and it's always in fear or I'm so worried about this happening or I'm so worried about that happening, guess what? The universe is going to feed that right back to you. So my point being, Zach, Nathaniel Hackett, rest the starters, 99% of them anyway in the preseason because he's so, so much abject fear over the injury bug, getting any of these guys to a point where because he was so focused on that, the universe, the feedback, it is what it is. What goes up must come down. It's it's a, uh, uh, you know, it's a metaphysical law of the universe. I want a new strength and conditioning staff. Please. <laughs> Can we make that happen? If I, if I pray hard enough, Chad, if I put that out just there. Just keep doing it. Keep doing you, it. Marcus hit on the same thing. It's not just this year. It's like last season, like the season before and the season before. It's an ongoing theme. The Broncos should not be this injured this early in the season. I know they're not the only team. I know injuries are a part of the game, but when you have 20 players on there and it's like half your roster with nicks and bruises and injuries, and you're going to lose Tim Patrick for the season. It's like, what is going on there in Dove Valley? But that's for another day. What is happening right now? It's a, it's a question for the sages. It's a question for the prophets throughout time. We don't have the answers. We don't, we don't know. But, hey, while we're here, Zach, we're 20 minutes in. Let's let's do our head to head. It is Thursday. We'll go through some keys to a victory here in just a few minutes. But first, let's uh, you know, as each week, Zach, that we go through these head to heads, it's becoming a more reliable metric, meaning the more sample size there is with which to um, average out metrics, the more reliable it becomes. And so it's still early. These aren't the most reliable indication of, for example, where the Broncos are going to be as an offense or the Niners as a defense say, come December, but at least it puts you in the ballpark. As it stands, look right here at the very top, general, turnover margin. The Niners are in the top 10. They've taken the ball away two times more than they've given it away. Meanwhile, the Broncos, Zach, are minus two. Both teams have done very well. They're, they're top 10 in time of possession. Any uh, takeaways from that first little section here? Not really. You know, I mean, San Francisco is a very run-oriented, ball-controlled offense, so that's why you're seeing them taking care of the ball and uh, leading in T.O.P., but it's it's a small sample size. Like we said last week, let it like play out seven or eight weeks, and then we'll have more of a uh, determining factor to go on. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right. As uh, we look at the offense here, kind of curious. Now, it's also a little skiwampus for the Niners because they started the season out with one quarterback and then another quarterback came in in the second game. So it's it's a combination of Trey Lance and Garoppolo uh, influenced operated offense. But here's where we stand for what it's worth. The Broncos. See, it's not all bad with Nathaniel Hackett. Top 10 in yards per game, averaging just shy of 392 yards per game. That puts them seventh in the league. They're seventh in yards per play. That 6.1 is healthy, all right? Uh, points per game, bottom third, right? Or pardon me, bottom 10. So remember, green means top uh, top 10 ranking. Red means bottom 10, and then black is just in the middle. So points per game, the Broncos are bottom 10 right now. Shocker, considering where they are red zone-wise. We'll get to that. Meanwhile, Zach, look at the Niners in points per game. They are not faring all that much more, uh, all that much better. At 18 and a half, they're averaging, which ranks them 19th. I'm just looking at the Niners red zone percentage, and I see, is that 37.5, 27th overall in the league? That's it. Fire Kyle Shanahan. He can't do it. You know, his offense isn't working. It just goes to show you, it's not really easy to score, and there's certain circumstances that might prevent you. In the Broncos' case, it's a fluke where two running backs fumble near the goal line, and the part of it that's not a fluke is Hackett's play calling. When you throw 18 times compared to four runs, there's a serious problem there. But it's really interesting to see a team that's 7th in yards per game, 7th in yards per play, and 24th in scoring. That wouldn't be the case if they just fixed that simple red zone woe. And once they do that, this offense will take off. I have zero concern about that. Net rushing, both teams are top 10. The Denver Broncos are 10th, averaging 126. The Niners are 4th, averaging a whopping 182.5. Now that is a number we know through sample size will whittle down farther and farther, end up somewhere probably closer to where Broncos are currently averaging. So it's a little outsized, but it still showcases a focus on this team for the Niners anyway, of establishing the run. And they're going to do their darndest to do that Sunday night passing yards though. They're one of the worst uh, in the league. And you can't expect anything more than that, Zach, considering the quarterback uh, upheaval that team has already gone through th- in two weeks. Meanwhile, your Broncos are the eighth passing offense. All right. 265 yards per game. 
Only one interception for the Broncos. That ranks them in the top thir- uh, top three. Same for the Niners. Fumbles lost, though. They've Broncos have lost two. They're both on the Datgum goal line. That ranks them in the bottom ten. Um, giveaways, uh, Broncos are middle of the pack. Niners with only two are tied for tenth. All right. Then we get to sacks allowed. The Broncos have allowed five, which puts them kind of middle of the pack. Niners have only allowed three sacks, despite the injury to Trey Lance, which, Zach, wasn't that a running play? Yeah, the design power quarterback draw. I mean, so, you know, you tempt the the fates, that's probably what's going to happen. But these teams look awfully similar in terms of their third down and uh, red zone percentage. Now, the Broncos are 15th and third down. 40.7 isn't, like, totally horrendous, right? That means they're converting four of ten. You want to be 50 and above in a perfect world. Um, Meanwhile, the Niners are right there with them, 43% to Denver's 40%. And then red zone percentage, still Denver has yet to hit pay dirt when they've crossed the 20-yard line. Meanwhile, the Niners aren't much better. They're they're ranked 27th, 37.5%, Zach. Just weird to see 0.0. And I'm reading some of the comments. Guys, I wasn't criticizing Melvin Gordon for fumbling. I was saying it was so fluky for both running backs to cough up fumbles near the goal line, Pookie included. So that's the point I was trying to make. But, uh, you know, it's the dichotomy. Why we talk about these stats being kind of meaningless in week two, Chad, the the, uh, Niners ranked tied for seventh with three sacks allowed, but the Broncos ranked, what is that, 19th? with five it's only a two sack difference but it goes to show you how skewed the numbers are Uh, the broncos offense looks a lot better than people would make it out to be if they just fix those red zone issues again they're going to be all green we're going to come back and cover the defense trust but we want to bring your attention to a really dope new design on the merch store that uh it's only 18 bucks check out that design all right on orange Brand new Mile High Huddle podcast designed with uh, a pretty mean-looking Bronco right smack dab in the middle. These are dope. There's all kinds of different designs with this logo on it. So just go to the merch store, huddleuppod.com. You'll also see options if you're on YouTube right below the video screen. While you're on YouTube, you can either use that or just go to huddleuppod.com and uh, surf through, see what you like. But, Zach, what what are your thoughts on this design? You haven't seen it till right now. Uh, I have my wallet with me. I'm about to get my car out and buy one, Chad, because that is super fire. I, I love the uh, color design. I love the orange with the blue little backdrop and the logo, the the Bronco right in the middle. I think that's the dopest shirt we have in inventory right now. So anyone who's thinking about it, we see Diamond Rattler on the side saying, I'm copying that so dope. Get yours now because I guarantee these will go fast. HuddleUpPod.com, easy to find. Uh, Jesse says uh... – yeah, yeah, dude. What's what's going on? He says, good evening, Chad and Zach. Let's ride, fellas. What do you all see as the biggest keys to a Broncos victory? Yeah, let's segue for a second to keys, and then we'll come back and look at defense. Zach, what's key number one for you? We'll, we'll, we'll take it kind of bullet point by bullet point. Don't beat yourself, number one. You know, don't be so um, – Deer in headlights on the sideline. Be more decisive. I'm talking to you, Nathaniel Hackett, not so much anybody else. Maybe Russell Wilson in the huddle. If you see the play clock winding down near zero or counting down to that point, give a little tempo to it. You know, be that commander, be that captain that the Broncos look for him to be, but just don't shoot yourself in the foot. Hold on to the ball. Don't drop passes. Don't give up uh, a huge turnover on a sack, fumble, or interception, something like that. 
utilize your great backfield in Javante and Melvin Gordon and throw in some Mike Boone as well. Just get back to the basics. Have a punt returner back there on a punt, Chad. Don't have an Andrew Beck option run on third and one. The basics. Get back to football fundamentals, and that's a good starting point for this subject. I like it. That is um, square one for the Broncos. Don't be your worst enemy this time. All right, leave that up to the Niners on game day. I'm going to say also time for here's a big key for me. <clears throat> pardon me. Time for Russ to do his part to silence the doubters and yeah. the critics and the boo birds and the meme comedians and all this stuff. Russ, I wrote about this today. His explanation for why he seems reticent to use his legs when plays break down was complete spin and just utter BS. It was meaningless. That's all I'm saying. He was he, he didn't have a real answer. You and I have speculated on what that answer might be uh, in the absence of the Broncos being honest with us. He pretty much admitted it in his first sentence. What? Say it. He said uh, we wanted to get the uh, the passing game working, didn't he? He did say that. So that's 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 a half truth. We want to get the passing game going. And my head coach is absolutely terrified of anything happening to me. So I've been coached to the point where I'm thinking about it when I'm on the field. So I don't care if you rush for three yards, Russ, or zero. That's not really what I'm getting at as far as my key. My key is we need to see Russ perform and produce like a $245 million quarterback. Not a disjointed, hey, pretty solid between the 20s. Uh, uh, can't quite get it done in the red zone. Close the deal or else you don't get copy anymore. Copies for closers. So I want to see Russ perform like a top five, top 10 quarterback. Let's go. Yeah, perfectly said. And part of that is, again, if you see the play clock winding down or if you feel like Nathaniel Hackett isn't getting the play calls in fast enough or, or uh, quick enough, whatever, uh, say something. Speak up. You have full power and autonomy in this organization. You want it to cook. You want it to build and devise and create this offense. Well, you have to do your part as well. You have a big responsibility on your shoulders, and it doesn't all fall on Nathaniel Hackett. So I'm right there with you. He has to be um, – the intangible leader with speaking up and vocalizing and commanding the huddle, but also the tangible leader by making the play when it comes down to it with his arm and if applicable with his legs. He had a clear path, Chad. We talked about this multiple times. Clear path to the end zone. If he would have tucked and ran it to the right side, he may, he might have gotten stopped short. He, he probably would have gotten hit pretty hard, but you have to take that chance. You have to put your body on the line to make the Broncos a winning product to get the Broncos on the scoreboard to uh, get that monkey in the red zone off your shoulders. You got to do whatever you can to prove these doubters wrong. And Russ, like Nathaniel Hackett, they've coached and played scared through two games. This is true. Another key. I'll put it to the other side of the ball. This is a, a an opponent that everything, not just some things or like in the Broncos case, you know, Hey, things really work well. If the running game gets established, for the Niners, they are nothing to bat an eye at if you shut down the running game. And that's not going to be easy. We're going to go over the defensive stuff here in just a, a few more minutes. But the Broncos currently have been doing a bang-up job stopping the run. All right, They are a top-five team against the run. That needs to continue in this game because, again, the Niners are averaging over 180 rush yards per game. So this is where the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Which one comes out, you know, uh, ahead? We'll see. But the Broncos, Zach, 
it's easy when you talk about keys to go to the old reliable, stop the run and establish the run. But in this case, these are offenses that are so similar in terms of their the impetus and their origins from the West Coast, Mike Shanahan version of the West Coast, that, uh, you know, especially with a, a pocket statue quarterback in Jimmy G, you stop that run, oh, man, all of a sudden you're going to be – you're going to get the ball back a lot. You're going to be putting pressure on Jimmy G. Gives your pass rushers time to get after them because then their Broncos can get ahead in scoring. And then everything symbiotically just starts coming out in the wash the way you want it to. Yeah, we got Achy Dragon out here asking why I can't set my monkey free because that'd be frowned upon on this podcast. That would say, I'll say that pretty pretty, pretty bluntly. Uh, But Broncos fan here has a good point as well. Tackling, tackling, tackling. Kind of a play on, like he said here, coaching, coaching, coaching. And it's uh, fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. You know, discipline, discipline, discipline. They can't have arm tackles against these 49ers players who are very hard-nosed, very well-coached. They are not going to make the mistake like you were talking about. They're going to wait for the Broncos to make the mistake. So I don't want to see any half tackles. I don't want to see Kareem Jackson launching at anyone and draw a 15-yard penalty. They have to be on point and get these players down to the ground. You can't have George Kittle running wide open down the middle of the field. It's simple things like that. If you stick to your cues and stay on your key, you have a really good chance of winning this game. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right. Um, here's one other key for me. And uh, that is I want to see Montreal, Washington bust one off. Now, it might not be a key to victory per se. Pause. You know, like they can get by without um, him returning one. But I want to see him bust one because I know he's got one in him. And last week, Zach, I mean, this is a cat, by the way, the Denver Broncos are top three in punt return average. So he's like last week in particular, it no longer looked like someone was holding his grandmother hostage when he took the a return. Like he actually was looking good. I want to see him bust one. <laughs> that's, that's such a great analogy. Just like picturing that and, and and lining it up with what actually did on the field. And, you know, Dwayne Stukes talked about one thing today and special teams that I think it was net punting average. He said it was sickening 
or disgusting. I can't remember the exact word, but uh, they're not all clean on that side of the ball as well. Their punt coverage has been a little sloppy. It hasn't been all roses for Dwayne Stukes either. So he's definitely drilling it into his guys. And I'm sure Montreal included to be a little more aggressive and take more chances. And I'm right there with you in terms of Montreal. It's a matter of when, not if he breaks one free. I want it to be on Sunday night. GLP saying, watch out for the coach talk, guys. When a coach says he wants passing, he may be getting ready to run it down their throats. Good point. Good point, my friend. Coach speak is a uh, cliche for a reason. That's why in the league, one thing I've learned, I never, for whatever reason, it never dawned on me uh, before I got into sports media. But one thing I've learned covering the NFL is when it comes to coach speak, GM speak, Follow what they do, not what they say. So if you really want to see how a coach feels about subject A, then watch what they do regarding subject A. Because more often than not, they're not going to tell you anything about why, what, whatever on subject A because competitive advantages and whatnot. You know, it's a form of football espionage. And so in media and for fans, because we're the in-between between team and me and, and fans is the media. You know, everyone's guessing. You still have to guess a lot of times, but really your answers come, Zach, in the form of watch what they do, not what they say. And we've talked about this on the radio quite a bit this week. I, I don't it's it's encouraging that Hackett and Russell Wilson, everyone up, you know, involved in the first two games has owned up to the mistakes, Hackett especially, but I don't really want to hear talk. I don't really care what you have to say on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Show me on Sunday. I want to see action. So this is going to be a big barometer, a big litmus test one way or the other for the Broncos, pass or fail, playing a quality opponent in prime time after two weeks of mixed bag results. I'll put it that way. The Duchess jumping in with another very generous super chat. Thank you, Michaela, Helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. She says the O-line needs to have the best game yet in order for us to win. Zach, this is something we both said on the radio today. When you look at, and what better time than now? Might as well go back to it, the head-to-head here. This Niners defense, guys, it's a little bit terrifying. All right, look at all this green on defense. Of these 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 top statistical categories, the Niners defensively are top 10 in all but three. So they're number one in net yards. Number two in yards per play allowed. Number three in points per game. They're only relinquishing 13, which so are the Broncos. They're tied on that. Net rushing, they're the second-ranked rushing defense. The first-rate uh, passing defense, Zach. It's not easy to throw on these guys. You think, ah, oh, well, we can't run, let's throw. Well, so far through two games, they've proven to be smothering in both aspects. Interceptions, they've got three already. Broncos don't have one, all right? Uh Takeaways, four total. Broncos have one total, and it was that Randy Gregory strip sack. They've had many or, – or forced fumble. The Broncos have had, Zach, many opportunities for takeaways. The ball just keeps bouncing right back to the other team for whatever reason. And then look at third down percentage, top 10. They're only allowing a conversion on basically one every three times. So that's a formidable defense, Zach, which goes back to Michaela's point about the O-line. Yeah, they need to earn their paychecks on Sunday. I got to put my glasses on so I can see these smaller texts because I have a point to make here. The Broncos defense ranks third in net yards per game, fifth in yards per play, third for points per game, fifth in rushing yards per game, fifth in passing yards per game, fifth in fumble recoveries, eighth in scroll down so I can continue. 
<laughs> Sorry, can you see it? No, you're good. You're good. Third, eighth in third down percentage and first in red. They haven't allowed a touchdown in the red zone. Has anyone talked about that? I want to give real quick a round of applause to Ajiro Evero because no one's talking about him, Shed, and he's a True. rookie coordinator and he's a first timer, just like um, Nathaniel Hackett is in his position, and he's leading a defense that's missing its uh, inside linebacker, missing its safety, now missing or last week missed Patrick Sertan. And look at all that green. We didn't see that green under Vic Fangio too much, did we? We saw a lot of black and some red in there. For what he's done in two games that no one's talking about is phenomenal. Hats okay, off to you, Everett. Let, let me throw the devil's advocate at you, though. Yeah, but Zach, look at, I mean, the Seahawks, the Texans, Davis Mills. Of course, they're going to be ranked high through two games. It's not, of course, based on how everyone's talking. I know that's why the Ringer article was so ridiculous, Chad. Yeah. Because uh, who was Benjamin Solak, whatever his name is, he said that the entire staff is floundering just like Hackett is. That's just a hot take for the sake of uh, making a hot take. It's not rooted in fact or reality. If you want reality, look at all that green right there. I don't yeah. care who they've played. I don't care if they play Denver High School. They're still producing. They're keeping teams out of the end zone, and they're limiting yards, points, Red zone percentage, third down percentage. doesn't matter who you play. If you get it done, you get it done. I'm not apologizing for anything. Yeah, I love that third down percentage, uh, top 10 red zone, still have yet to relinquish a touchdown. And in fact, for Vic Fangio, that was his one defensive signature as the czar here for those three years, is the Broncos were always the best in the red zone. That seems to have trickled into uh, this season. So that's good. Let's hope they can sustain that. They're not going to stay perfect in the red zone forever. A big reason for that is the quarterbacks they faced through two games. But as long as they can st still, you know, hover in the top five, man, that just gives Russell Wilson and the offense so many opportunities to do what they got to do if it, teams, when they get into scoring position, are coming away with threes instead of sevens. That well, first of all, at Seattle, that was their Super Bowl. The Seahawks were True. up for that game more than any other game. And what's so encouraging is Evero made adjustments in the second half. I don't care about the numbers of the opponents that much when you see tangible progress being made. It was something that Vic Fangio never did or rarely did was adjust. He was too stubborn. Ever Evero isn't that stubborn. And when you talk about the Texans game, yeah, it's Davis Mills and Damian Pierce and Brandon Cooks, and that's it. But they were without, once again, their starting inside linebacker, their Pro Bowl safety, and their star cornerback. And they still made hay. They still kept him out of the end zone, and they still made adjustments in the second half. I'm not taking away anything from whatever I was done. Agreed. Uh, Colby, appreciate you, buddy. He says, I know it's early, but is this a must-win game if we want to make the playoffs? I don't think it's a must-win if you want to make the playoffs because it's non-conference. Um, but for a different reason, I'm going to tell you, I think it's borderline must-win. And that is, if the Broncos don't handle this game, the outside noise already has become a bit of a distraction because of just how the magnitude of the meme Nathaniel Hackett created of himself. And if you go, if you come out of week three, Zach, one and two, even if you buttoned up these things and they're not as big of an issue, you know, the obvious coaching foibles on game day, I worry about the outside, uh, outside, outside noise building up momentum and crescendoing to a point where a young, inexperienced head coach. Uh, finds it difficult to ignore and it becomes a distraction that 
you know, can over time kind of eat away at the foundation of a locker room. That's the worst case scenario. Okay. I'm not trying to be alarmist here, but that's why I think the Broncos, especially it's a home game, handle your business at home boys. You reminded me of the three stooges there, Chad. Soitenly. You know, I know, it's a, I know it's a, right? a throwback to a Soitenly. different time. <laughs> um, it's not a must-win game in a literal sense. It's it's week three. You know, talk to me last year about how the Broncos started. They went 3-0 and and, you know, they finished 7-10. and It's also an NFC opponent, so they technically could afford to lose this game for tiebreaker purposes. It's just a can't-lose-badly game. They can't get blown out at home on national TV. You know, especially against a coach they could have hired in 2017 and Kyle Shanahan. Oh, man. They have to at least look respectable. They have to look competent. Nathaniel Hackett has to show that some of the mistakes that he made in the first couple of weeks are corrected and are behind him. You know, if they lose 26-25, but the offense is 100% in the red zone and there's no major glaring coaching errors, I think Broncos country could swallow that a little more than if they got blown out or if they just look completely lost like uh, in certain points last week. And that's fair. I think, too, the thing we got to keep in mind is if you can't handle a playoff caliber opponent like the Niners with the quarterback of Jimmy Garoppolo's magnitude and caliber, how are you going to handle Pat Mahomes in December? How are you going to handle Justin Herbert when you draw him? So it's a it's a solid litmus test, but that's just the nature of the NFL. I mean, yeah, the other side gets paid too, but in today's game, just about every team you draw on the schedule is going to have a formidable quarterback. And so this is that next step up, not to make a mountain out of a molehill here with Jimmy G. I don't want to crown and make him sound like Joe Montana or anything, but he is a, a few steps above the Davis Mills and the Geno Smiths of the world. So this is a nice litmus test. It's going to be fun to see how it shakes out. Zach, let's look at special teams real quick here for what it's worth. I just want to point you to, again, here's the metric. Your boy, Washington, third in the league right now in punt return average, but the Niners are no slouches in that. I mean, 9.2 is nothing to write home about, but as it stands through two game, uh, two weeks in the NFL, it's good for 10th. Uh, but everything else, Zach, the gross punting is bottom – there's only two teams worse uh, net punting one team worse kickoff return average. So these return units, Zach and the punter himself in gross punting, not getting the, the job done. You know, Dwayne Stukes, I got to be frank with you. I expected better than what we've seen through two games. Yeah, that's why I was what I was talking about earlier. I believe he was talking about net punting average, and he called the number, as you see there, it's either sickening or disgusting. And he <laughs> said he talks to Corliss Waitman about it, so hopefully that's corrected. Yeah, the one bright spot on special teams is uh, Montreux, and we all knew that, but we wanted to see those numbers come down a little bit because I get Tom McMahon vibes with the 30th and 31st and 25th yeah. and 23rd. It should be black or green, so... Another young uh, coordinator still growing, and hopefully he gets it right on that side of the ball. Broncos have not had competent third-phase coaching since Joe D. Camilla, uh, Camillus with Fact. Gary Kubiak. Fact. So it's still early. Dwayne Stukes can be that still. I, I do like his upside, and I think in the final analysis, when we look back on this season, we're going to be glad he was the hire, but he's whipping these guys into shape. All right, last thing I want to look at here, Zach. Look at this, dude. Penalties. You're dead last in the league, dude. This is another indictment on not just Hackett, Zach, but the entire Broncos coaching staff. Meanwhile, the Niners are about where you would expect, right in the middle for penalties committed and then also middle for penalties uh, committed by opponents. But this number right here, Zach, I just 
I can't get over how atrocious that is through two games. Now, I'll, I'll take uh, Stukes's word there and say that's sickening because the Broncos are pretty much doubling up what their opponents are averaging per game. And that just cannot happen. I don't care what the penalties are. It seemed like every one that exists, every penalty that's real was called against the Broncos last week. It cannot happen. Point blank period that starts and ends with Nathaniel Hackett. Andrew says, what advantage, pardon me, do we have uh, in this game if there is one? And are y'all going to join the crowd in the Boo Birds if they call? Uh, I don't know about that. It depends on the heat of the moment, I guess. I don't know, but... Do the Broncos have an advantage here, Zach, outside of the thin air of Mile High and being at home? I'll definitely be counting down if it comes down to it. You know, if any, if anything, just to help out the offense and Russell Wilson, um, the advantage is obviously the home crowd. It's it's a pretty imposing place to play. It's on prime time. Broncos country should be uh, pretty gassed up for this game. The advantage, I would say quarterback, but until I see some red zone production, I can't really, you know, unfortunately say that the Broncos have a major upgrade there over Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Niners are a little more efficient. The Broncos backfield is a major advantage over the decimated Niners backfield with Jeff Wilson and Marlon Mack. Um, Can't say receivers because the Niners receivers scare me uh, quite a bit. I can't say tight end. Defensive line's a wash, I think. Uh, Secondary, I think, goes to the Broncos. So, you know, it's a really... um, fair matchup on paper an even matchup on paper. And that's why I'm talking about. It could be a struggle fest. It could be a low scoring game until the fourth quarter and whatever offense, whatever quarterback gets the better of their um, opposing defense, I think will come out on top. One of our great supporters on Facebook, Clayton says, who is under the radar? What players that going in that could shock people on offense or defense? Who's flying under the radar that could pop on Sunday night? I'm going to throw I, out Montreal, dude, for what it's worth. I was going to say Montreal, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pick a defensive player. I'm going to say Damari Mathis because he played excellent to me against the Texans. He and did. regardless of past Sertan status, I think Sertan will play. I hope he plays, but he's not going to be 100%. And uh, Damari, throughout training camp, the preseason, uh, last couple weeks, he's looked really good. I'll give also Caden Stearns a shout-out. It's only a matter of time before his playmaking ability comes out, and he's so much better and more athletic and more um, clutch, I feel like, than having uh, Kareem Jackson back there without Simmons. Did we answer this from Robot of Doom? It's a similar question, but he says, Chad and Zach, do you think this could possibly be a trap game for the Niners? I think this game, the Rams game and KC game is, is, I guess, trap game for us. Do you see this as a trap game? I don't because the opponent's not a weak enough opponent to lure you in and thus secure the trap. Like this is a quality enough opponent where if you don't come out guns blazing, then shame on you. The Broncos are one and one. They're not 0-2. They're not 0-8. They're not 0-10. How could you call this a trap game in week three? Anyone, not just you, Robot of Doom, anyone. It, it's just a preposterous notion to say that. The the Niners are uh, judging the Broncos based on the merit of their coaching staff. And Kyle Shanahan said, by the way, the Broncos have a very good coach and a good offensive coordinator and the product on the field. As I just laid out, you can make the case the Broncos have the upper hand at multiple spots. No, it's not a trap game. And the 49ers, I hope, I hope they waltz into Empower Field with that mindset, Chad, because they will lose, and they will lose badly if they overlook this Broncos team that should play up for this game. It's going to be fun. 
It really is. We can't wait to see how it plays out. But we're about out of time. Zach, is there any other burning topics you want to get to before we do our rundowns? Uh, That's a good shout by Jeremy Sean here about an underrated player. K1 Williams facing his former team. Same for uh, DJ Jones. Maybe they'll come up clutch for the Broncos on defense and you know get the ball back for Russell Wilson. I can't think of too much right now other than we have the meet and greet Sunday night chat and we're, or Sunday afternoon, and we're hyped about that. Yeah, just want to remind everybody, in case you weren't with us at the top of the show, we're going to be there at the stadium Sunday evening, welcoming everybody, greeting, talking Broncos, saying what's up, snapping pics, having uh, some good food, hanging out before the game. So come find us. We're in Lot D as far as the tailgate outside the stadium. That's in the southwest end there. And uh, we'll be there from about three to six, right, leading up to, to game time. We'll have some fun shooting some content, live podcast. We'll have some swag there, some keepsakes, some things you can take home with you. So come see us. We'd love to meet as many of you as possible. And thank you in person for uh, supporting MHH. Yeah, can't wait to see you all there Sunday. It's going to be fun, and uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident that we might see a Broncos victory. I'm not going to guarantee one. Uh, I'm not going to go out on a limb. We're looking forward to seeing you, Albert, for sure. Anyone out there, please come out. But we're going to be off until the gut reaction of that game on Sunday evening. And in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we flashed earlier or you see Chad wearing right now, go to huddleuppod.com and check it out for yourself. I promise y'all, if you want that shirt, it's going to go fast, so make sure you get your order in, huddleuppod.com. Once again, be sure to check that out. And facebook.com slash Pod, like that page. Follow that page. Guys, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some merch like that dope-ass shirt right in front of you each and every month. But... If you can't do any of those things, as you see ticking below you, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you do see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans, just like y'all. This shirt. Oh, this shirt. Yeah, there's a lot of cool designs. If you like that uh, design, which I agree with you, Zach, that's probably the dopest one we've had up to this point. Um you can get it on shirts. You can get it on hoodies. There's hats. There's cool, all kinds of cool stuff. So it's another great way to support what we do here. Plus, you get a little something in exchange. Uh, look good. Rep the team colors and the brand. So much love and respect. Shout out to these great Super Chat superstars tonight for helping keep the lights on here at MHH. Sam Bam, The Duchess, Ren99, Plum Bob, plus our great supporters on Facebook. And I got to go between a couple of... Let me see here. So we got Gary Leeds Palmer, Andrew Baker, Phil McLaughlin, Colby C. Collier, and all the the websites being dumb. If I didn't mention your name on Facebook and you were throw, uh, throwing down, just know we love you. We appreciate you. The the website, Facebook's being weird right now. So, um, And as Dylan reminds everybody, and Zach did, just make sure you hit that like button on your way out. It's a small thing you can do if you're on YouTube and Facebook. helps us out in a big, bad way. Can't wait to see as many of you as possible at the game, meet and greet, Sunday, 3 to 6, Lot D, in Powerfield at Mile High. See y'all there, everyone. Have a great start to your weekend. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 